What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Wake Up. I'm your host here, Cameron Mons. And for anyone new here to the program, my my purpose with this platform is to help you, the listener, to develop perception, create intention, and ultimately invent a new path for your life through personal development concepts. Thanks for starting your week off with me here, you guys. I release a new episode every Monday to start your week off and attack your week with intention, uh, full emotion, and all the energy that you have uh, to get the most out of your week. Because if you if you win the day, you win the week. Win the week. Win a few weeks in a row, you win the month. If you win a lot of months, you're going to win the year. So everything's building blocks. That's my idea with this program, is to help you guys start placing those building blocks to build your empire, to build the massive fortress that's going to carry you from point A to point B, where you want to be in life. Now, the set of episodes I'm releasing, I'm super, super fired up for this one today. I'm diving into Brendan Burchard's High Performance Habits. So he wrote a book uh, after years and years of research, and he talks about what he was interested in was how there are successful people, but there's certain people that, that are kind of the black sheep out of the crew from people who are successful. These black sheep are successful generally more so than the other sheep, but they're successful over the long term, and they do it happier. They do it with more intention. They do it with less stress and everything under that umbrella. So back a few episodes, I, I dive into that a little bit more on what a high performer is. But what Burchard has done with this book is he actually breaks down six habits of these high performers, six different habits, the first three being personal, and then the last three being social or vice versa. I got to look at it. But this episode today, we dive into the third habit and I'm super fired up for this one. Cause looking at my notes here, I actually <laughs> really jam packed this section with a ton of notes when I was uh, reading this book over, when I was reading it over, I was writing quotes in and, and everything that Burchard was talking about. Cause it was just really, really resonating with me. So the third habit, you guys, that we're diving into today is high performers raise necessity. Encapsulating that in just a few, in a short phrase, high performers just have this innate sense to find it. It is absolutely imperative that they go succeed for their loved ones themselves and set their, their family up. It's, they just know it's necessary. They, there's no way around it. They just have to do it. So Burchard goes in with his team and they actually broke this down. So as with all the other habits, you guys raising necessity, he breaks this down into three practices that he chats about within the chapter. So under raising necessity, he breaks it down into know who needs your A game, affirm the why and level up your squad. So before we dive into those three practices, there's a little bit of an introduction here that he dives into within the book and I wrote a quote down here that obviously resonated with me at the time months ago when I was making notes. And it was a quote that Burchard put in here from Albert Einstein. So to start this chapter off for raising necessity, he writes, Only one who devotes himself to a cause with his whole strength and soul can be a true master. For this reason, mastery demands all of a person. Only one who devotes himself to a cause with his whole strength and soul can be a true master. For this reason, mastery demands all of a person. Albert Einstein. I wrote that down at the time and just really struck a chord with me because for you to give your all to something, um, to get from point A to point B to point C in your life, uh, 
you got to devote all yourself. You have to fully commit. And that's a hard thing to do. That's kind of the path I'm on right now is, is fully committing to, to my new ventures, my new journey, my new career path, because it's challenging taking that quote, anything you put yourself to is going to be challenging. But if you find a way to devote and commit yourself fully to that one thing specifically and not get distracted, you're going to go places. I digress to my original point. So before Burchard dives into the three uh, practices of raising necessity, he talks about four forces of necessity, four forces, identity, obsession, duty, and urgency. So he labels the first two as internal motives, identity and obsession, and duty and urgency as external. So he labels these as the four forces of necessity. And in my notes here, for identity, I've written down, you got to monitor your goal progress. That's a big thing I've realized here coming into financial services. I have goals that I have to hit. Not goals that I want to hit. I have goals that I have to hit because I know where I want to be. I've got to monitor them. I'm writing them down consistently month to month so that I can monitor them. Uh, frequently check in with yourself too, based on these goals, set standards, uh, and monitor myself very frequently. Um, and at the end of the day, the payoff is going to be worth the potential discomfort, set big goals for yourself too. become obsessed, become obsessed with what you're writing down and get yourself to hit these goals. Uh, and I've also written down too. funny enough, this is neat reading it at the time right now, being normal, isn't always healthy. And that just makes me start to think, you know, like being part of the crowd, being, being that other white sheep amongst that group. When you see that other black sheep over there, sometimes it's not always healthy to be that other white sheep. You don't have to follow the crowd all the time. In fact, you know, if people, if people are looking at you funny or, or saying things and not supportive of what you're doing, you're probably doing the right thing. Not necessarily that it's right, but you're doing things that that other people aren't willing to do or try. So if you hear flack from people, chances are it's something that that's worth pursuing. Uh, and I wrote down, I can't, <laughs> I can't read my writing here. Uh, find something to obsess about, find something you're just absolutely fired up and crazy about, because then it's going to be worth pursuing. So that's how he encapsulates identity as the first internal force. And then he goes into obsession. He talks about obsession. Um, that was actually part of it. So obsession, that second internal force, uh, that's when I started with being normal isn't always healthy and find something to obsess about. Just be absolutely, completely invested with what you're putting your time into. And then he dives into duty as the first external force to necessity. And the notes I've written down here, uh, and this resonates with me here. So generally people who are high performers aren't pushed to performance, they're pulled. They're being pulled by something. Something isn't kind of pushing them along and they're stagnant. There's something beyond them that's pulling them towards their potential. Something beyond them that's pulling them towards where they need to be. And at the end of the day, we're accountable to our performance. You yourself listening to this right now, you are accountable to your performance. So there's no one really to look around to when you realize you're not where you want to be. It's all on you it's on you. It's on us at the end of the day. It's on me. I've got goals for myself. I know where I want to be. I know where I want to have myself for my future family. And I feel like that's pulling me towards something. It's not pushing me. You got to think about something beyond you. That's pulling you towards that, that place. 
uh, and I've written down too, if I don't perform, who needs me? If I am sitting there at my office and I'm not making the calls I'm supposed to, and I'm not giving my all to these appointments that I'm getting on with people, you know, who also am I letting down at the end of the day? Who needs you at your job? You're going out to work. You are going out to make money. You are going out to provide for a loved one. You are going out to provide for yourself. Who needs you? And real deadlines. I talk about <clears throat> real deadlines. Deadlines are, are good. They encourage work speed to keep you excited for the next project. So Burchard dives in under duty a little bit about deadlines. So set deadlines for yourself and that ties into goals as well. Have goals, but also create timelines for their goal, for those goals. Are they a one-year goal? Are they a three-year goal? <clears throat> Are they a five-year goal? Are they a 10-year goal? That's a, a little bit I heard from Peterson, pardon me, from Jim Rohn online. And he talks about just taking 30 minutes for yourself, writing down a ton of goals and label them if they're a one-year, a three-year, a five-year or a 10-year goal. And just kind of, it really starts to in your subconscious, draw out a map of what your life is going to be like. A high performer's love necessity. They love it. There's, there is something truly about this habit that resonates with me because until Burchard actually broke it down, something just resonated right away until I actually read the rest of the chapter. High performers just find it absolutely necessary to succeed or to do the tasks they need to do in order to get to where they want to be. They just, <laughs> there's no way around it. They just find it necessary. Like I have to do this. And if I don't, we just feel incomplete. We just feel like we wasted a day if we didn't do anything or even one or two things that we needed to do off our checklist. So those are the four forces, <clears throat> pardon me, of necessity. That's what he starts about right before he dives into the actual practices. So diving in now to practice number one, who needs you on your A game? This is the first bullet point that he dives into under this practice, you guys. Raising necessity, who needs you on your A game? I really like this. So he begins the chapter off talking about the desk trigger. So whenever you sit down at a table, you're at a meeting or you're at your office, you're in the chair, sit down and ask yourself, who needs me on my A game the most right now? Like if I don't put in the work that I need to within this X amount of time here, when I'm supposed to be executing, if I don't perform, who am I letting down at home? Who am I, who's counting on me to win? And then I made the choice not to win. So he takes it away from the perspective of you and he puts it into the perspective of the others that are in your life and counting on you. And at the end of the day, you have to put yourself in situations that make you good. You have to put yourself in situations that make you good. And I absolutely love this because it's a analogy I heard from someone, man, if you are the smartest person in the room that you're in, if you are the most knowing, you are the most confident, you have been there the longest, you're in the wrong room. You're in the wrong room. If the whole goal at the end of the day is to improve, move on, develop as a person, you need to get into rooms, you guys, that push you. Get into rooms that push you with other people that have been doing what they've been doing for longer, where you want to be, they are where you want to be down the road. You have to get into rooms like that. Getting out of rooms where you are the smartest and been there the longest is going to improve you. I love that. When I read that bullet point here before starting the podcast, I just, I got super fired up reading that. You have to put yourself in situations that make you good. And part of that 
I'd say more than a majority of that point is to put yourself into situations where you are learning from other people and you are not the smartest in the room. Super key. So that kind of, that encapsulates the first practice. It was it wasn't too long of a set of notes until I dove into the actual questions that he lays out for you to answer at the end of the chapter. It's just like who needs you? Who out there is counting on you? Practice number 2, affirm the why. High performers can explain why they're doing the activities they're doing because they have a clear vision. They have a very, very, very crystal clear picture of where they want to be. And that's why if you ask a high performer why they're working so hard, you know, almost instantaneously, they're going to tell you, Hey, like, this is why I'm doing it. This is where I want to be. This is where I need to be. And this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is why you see me busting hard, going hard to get to where I need to be. High performers are confident in why, but open on the how and ways to get there. So they completely understand why they're doing it, but they're also able to elaborate on how they're doing it and the ways to get there. They can tell you exactly the step-by-step systems process about what they're doing and how that's going to get them from point A to point B. That's a big thing. I'm realizing that is so big as systems. You guys have to have a system, whether that's a system for your morning routine, a system for your whole day, a system for your week. How are you planning your meals? How are you planning to stay in touch with your loved ones? How are you planning to stay in touch with your partner throughout the week when they're at work all week? Systems drive progress. Systems drive progress. And I just made a note in here to refer to the highlighted information. So I actually went through this chapter and there was a lot of stuff that resonated with me for this second practice, affirming the why. High performers just know why they're doing what they do and what they're doing to get to where they need to be. Practice number three, he talks about leveling up your squad. Uh, And this one I love too. This kind of dives into the last point I talked about. Get around high performing individuals. I wrote here in my, I wrote here in my notes. I said, get around high performing individuals, Cam, exclamation mark. I'm starting to get myself around people who have done what they're doing for a long time and they are where I want to be in life. Get, get yourself around people, have a vision for your life. Where do you want to be? Where do you listening right now? Think right now. I'm thinking with you. Where do you want to be in 10 years? Got it? Yep. I can see it. I can see it. Now, begin thinking of people that you can spend more time with who are going to get you there. Now, obviously, it's not going to be an overnight thing. Nothing is. Nothing worth having or developing or building is an overnight thing. So you have to begin to put yourself around people who are going to push you, develop that mindset, and get you started on that path to get from point A to point B that we just thought about together. People can change the right desire and habits. So you have the full 100% authority and power to change your desire, change where you want to be. You can change where you are right now and you can change your habits. That's why I've read this book. Like anyone day to day can just think about these six habits that I'm going to be talking about for the next three weeks with the remaining habits. You can change it and act it as a checklist day to day. I talk about this analogy earlier in the podcast. These six habits that I'm talking about The first three I've released episodes on here so far, you think of it like a checklist. So Burchard actually speaks about these habits and treat them like a checklist day to day, like a pilot before they take off. 
they're going to run through a checklist, make sure everything's all lined up, make sure everything's looking good. All the systems are set through before they, they take, take off before they take off the runway. That's what these six habits are, except you apply this checklist throughout the day. You're like, am I, okay, why am I doing this? Who needs me? Uh, do, am I bringing enough energy to this conversation? Am I clear on where I'm going? Right. Just to encapsulate the last few episodes, this is a checklist throughout the day where you can monitor yourself and just check in. Anyways, I digress. Leveling up your squad. He just speaks about getting around people who drive you. And I made a note here as well before I finished off making notes on this section here for leveling up your squad. Don't expect constant support all the time. It's not going to be there all the time. Everyone, you know, rightfully so to everybody out there. Everyone's worried about themselves, which is okay. So just don't expect constant support all the time. Because uh, at the end of the day, that's going to, it'll slow you down. If you're always looking for a pat on the back, hey, man, you're doing a really good job. If you expect that consistently, always throughout every single hour, every single minute, every single day, you're not going to be driven because you're not going to be getting support all the time. When it's there, it's great. Use it as fuel. When it's there, you get acknowledged. Sure. Yeah, take it. It feels good. It feels good for anybody. Just don't expect it all the time because it will slow you down. And I think that draws it into a close here, you guys. So raising necessity. I love this section of his book, you guys. This is habit number three of six total habits. We're going to dive into those here next week coming up, uh, going into the fourth habit. And this one was great. Raising necessity. And the three practices he talks about, just to summarize it, you guys, who needs you on your A game? Affirm the why. The high performers just know what they're doing, why they're doing it, and how they're getting there. Leveling up your squad. Level up the five closest people around you. I know it's cliche and people hear it all the time, but if you change those five people that you are closest with, the five people you spend the most time with, if they are all in positions of life that you want to be in, chances are there's a very good, very good odds that you're going to get there if you spend the time. Raising necessity, you guys, high performers just find it necessary to go out and kick ass and pursue their goals. Raise necessity. I love this habit by Burchard. Thank you so much for joining me this week, you guys. Thanks for starting your Monday with me. Uh, continuing the habits next week on Monday. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Wake up!